It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. The Rays Radio Network proudly presents This Week in Rays Baseball. Here's your host, Neil Solons. Hi, everybody. Today on our latest program, we'll focus on prospect Curtis Mead. You know, as Taj Bradley has become nationally known among the game's top pitching prospects, Curtis Mead has now become that guy among the Rays minor league hitters. In his first full year in the Tampa Bay system, Mead hit 321 with a 911 OPS and 55 extra base hits. And then for an encore, Mead went on to the Arizona Fall League and had an 18 game hitting streak batting 313 with an 890 OPS. So during this podcast, we'll hear a bit from hitting coach Warner Rinconis, who not only coached Mead in the minors, but also spent time with him in Arizona. We start, though, with Curtis Mead, beginning with what he learned in the Arizona Fall League. It was really awesome. You know, spent six to eight weeks down in Arizona um, in the nice weather. And, uh, yeah, it was a, another opportunity to meet for me to further further develop my baseball and uh, showcase what I can do. So, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. What was the best part about it for you? Um, I think the schedule was really, really well done um, and the league was put together well. You know, lots of the guys who had played in the Arizona Fall League had full season. So, you know, guys were getting tired, but they uh, they made the schedules pretty flexible. So that made it a really enjoyable six to eight weeks and it wasn't you know it wasn't so much of a grind which was uh which was nice how was the competition level compared to what you saw because you, you spent most of the year at the a ball level yeah i think it was definitely probably around that double a mark i would say double a to triple a um but it definitely depended on the day you know you saw some low a arms um then you saw some big league arms so it kind of depended on the day and the competition but yeah i would say as a whole kind of sitting around that double A, triple A mark. So that was a, that was a really good experience for me to kind of play up, up from my level during the season. So, yeah. What'd you learn about yourself during all this? And were you happy with the way you performed? I know you had an 18 game hit streak. You got to play in the fall stars game too. Yeah, no, I was, I was really happy with how I played, you know, it was, it was really apart from my one week in triple A was the highest level of baseball I've ever played. So I kind of went into the went into the full league with no real expectations and just kind of seeing what I could do. Um, and then, yeah, to be be named a full star and, you know, get to play in the all-star game and, and finish out the season strong. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I loved it. It was a, it was a really good experience for me. And I'm I'm really glad I got to be a part of it. You brought it up, Curtis. You spent a week in AAA during the regular season. How surprised were you when you got that chance? And what was that like? Yeah, it was it was awesome. You know, I I kind of knew they set the expectation early on that it was just going to be short term, and that was uh, that was awesome. You know, I got called in at the end of a high A game and said, "Hey, we need we need someone to play in Triple A tomorrow. Um, you're going to catch an hour and a half bus up to Durham, and you're going to play tomorrow." Uh, so me and Alika Williams was the other position player who got sent up there. You know, that was a really cool experience for both of us. 
you know, it was funny. It felt it felt like the big leagues for sure. You know, the the atmosphere, like how you get treated. So obviously a little bit nicer. Um, every level you go up. So yeah, that that week that week up there was awesome. But then it was funny. You know, you come back down to high A, and it's like, oh, okay, like, like you feel like you're so close for that week that you're up there, and then you come back down to reality, and you're like, oh, like you're you're a little bummed out, I guess. So, so yeah. Was it motivating at all, though? Like, oh, you know, or or did it make you feel, hey, I I feel like I'm that much closer, or I I, you know, I feel I could could perform at that level seeing it for a week. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, me and Alika, I felt like we held our own and we played up there and we helped the team contribute. So that was pretty cool. And the coaching staff and the players were awesome. You know, we didn't really feel like short term guests. We felt like part of the team. And and I tip my hat to all of the players and the coaching staff for making us feel that way. And uh, yeah, it was a really cool experience. You know, I got a lot, lot out of it, you know, seeing a, another set of coaching staff seeing me and, and, you know, giving me tips here and there. So, yeah, it was a ton of fun. To get back to the Arizona Fall League, you know, the, the thing that's unique about that is you, basically different affiliates are blended together or players from different organizations. Were there guys you played against that you suddenly became friends with or guys from other organizations that you're like, you know, you faced them as a, as a hitter and now you're teammates again? What was that all that like for you? Yeah, it was really cool. You know, there was a lot of guys that I played at with throughout the year and and certain teams you know Peoria had the Phillies which I was obviously previously a part of they had the Pirates who we played a ton this year in high a um and a few other teams you know the Braves we played we played them at every level too so yeah it was cool to kind of uh see them at a different setting as well so yeah and obviously on our team I played with a, a few guys as well so yeah, it was cool to make new connections and, you know, next year and going forward, you'll be, you'll be rooting for those guys you were playing with. So yeah, it'll be a, a really cool experience in the future to be able to catch up with them. But what was Arizona like? Um, and, and what was that, you know, in terms of, you mentioned the weather was nice, but uh, you're obviously very far from home and have been far from home for a pretty good while. Yeah. Yeah. Arizona was awesome. Um it was like 80, 85 every day. Um, the weather was awesome. The golf courses were awesome on the off days when we got out there. We had a ton of fun out there. And, yeah, it was a good little vacation life, I guess, from the season. You know, the 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 nightlife was fun. It was a really cool experience. I actually turned 21 when I was out there. So it was, it was cool to go out and experience a new place. I'd been there briefly before, but, yeah, it was definitely a, a fun time, that's for sure. Sounds it. When you look back, Curtis, at your first full season in the race system, what did you like most about what took place for you? Honestly, I think the biggest part for me was staying healthy. You know, I came in and I'd never, never had my stats kept for that long or played consistently that many games in, in such a short period of time. Um, so just, yeah, my ability to stay healthy and, you know, I felt like I, I was able to snap out of like slumps, I guess, quickly. And, and I was trying to maximize the highs. So I think, I think the most pleasing part was being able to go out and compete every day and have that confidence. So, yeah. You put up really good numbers. I mean, look at a full season and obviously it wasn't as full as a normal minor league season would be just because of the COVID year, but 
55 extra base hits, 900 plus OPS, over 300 as a hitter. Did you have any goals or expectations coming into the year? Uh, I didn't really set myself like number goals, I guess, more just um, my consistency to prepare every day, you know, and make sure I got a lot out of it because I became aware quickly that, you know, being at the lower levels, half of the goal was obviously playing well that night, but then the other half of the goal was getting something out of the, the training during the day. Um, so I made a, I made it a big point to make sure I got something out of the day. So at least if I went over for four or three strikeouts that night, I knew that I had furthered my baseball in, in some degree, even if the game uh, sucked. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really set any numbered goals. It was more just going out there. I knew I could play and it was, I felt like it was a really good opportunity for me to prove to people in America. You know, I played a ton of baseball in Australia and, and played well. So I was really excited just to come over here and kind of showcase how I could, how I could hit, how I could field and, and further my baseball too. And uh, yeah, develop some more. All right. Besides the accent, how different is the baseball here versus Australia since you spent so much time there? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a different style of play. You know, you got some really talented guys here, um, but less knowledge of the game, I would say. In Australia, you play with a lot of guys who have played 18, 20 years at the professional level, ex-big leaguers. You know, every year we usually had someone who'd played in the big leagues around the clubhouse. So you definitely learn a lot about the game and, and just about the minor league system and everything. And then obviously in Charleston this year, I was one of the younger guys, but yeah, a bunch of guys that only been in Pro Bowl for a year. And, you know, that either come from high school baseball, or college baseball. So it wasn't more talented players in America for sure, but less, less uh, knowledge of the game. I would say like the game is played a little smarter in Australia and, and, you know, the, the guys aren't as talented, but they know how to get out. So they know how to run the base as well. So I think that that's one thing that's benefited me coming over here, you know, especially at the lower levels, I feel like I know the game above the competition at the lower level, just because I've been exposed to that, that type of gameplay in Australia. So yeah, it's a, it's definitely a different type of ball game. That's for sure. Do you think that helps you as a hitter, maybe having a good idea of what to expect in certain situations or being able to even set it, set a pitcher up now and then? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny. You know, I face some guys who are on similar, similar thought process to me, I guess, at the plate and when they're pitching and we kind of go back and forth, but then, but then you face some younger guys who are less experienced and, and they do things that don't make a ton of sense from my thinking, I guess. And, and it's kind of funny, you know, you're like, why the hell did he throw that pitch? And then it's like, oh, he probably probably didn't put a ton of thought into it. He was like, oh, I throw 96, so I'm just going to throw it straight by him. So, yeah, it's definitely funny. You know, you definitely match up with those craftier pitches from time to time, and that's a good battle just from a, from a mindset point of view and what's he, what's he going to throw and what count. So, so, yeah, it definitely helps me out, that's for sure. Obviously, I think you, your best tool right now, and you can – say otherwise would be your hit tool what do you like most about where you are as a hitter and where do you think you have the most room for growth yeah I think I think right now that would definitely be my best tool I think what I do well is I don't have a ton of holes um I often find that there's definitely pitches that get me out more times than not but there's also not one pitch in general that I can't really handle um 
So I think that my ability to kind of hit everything, I'm a free swinger. I swing a lot, which is one of my downfalls, but it also plays into my favor from time to time. But so that, that really helps me out. But yeah, I would say room for growth would definitely be my plate discipline. You know, I, I swing a lot and I put a lot of balls in play that I wish I didn't um, early in the count. So, so yeah, learning to be a little bit more patient um, and hopefully that comes with age. So we'll, we'll see how I go. And are you going to continue training in the States or are you spending any time back in Australia? Yeah. So this year with COVID, I'm going to spend the whole off season uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, my agency's here. So I'll be training here with them and then hopefully uh, reporting to spring training sometime soon. So yeah, it's uh, unfortunate that I don't get to go home and see family, but hopefully they're going to come over next year and get to watch me play over here. So, so it should all work out good. So what do you miss most about home besides the, the people themselves? And have you found anything comparable to any food that you're missing or anything of that nature? Uh, I wouldn't say food, you know, because I spend a lot of time here now. So there's I have I've finally found some really nice places that I like to eat and things I like to do. But I would I would say the beach. Um, I'm a big beach person. I like the water um, and I like the sunsets and stuff in Australia. So that's that's probably it's been it's been interesting you know my off seasons you're usually going out to the beach with friends and playing baseball and in nice weather and now I'm in Nashville and it's it's cold and yeah it's been an interesting uh, transition but it's different but yeah I like it what uh what food has been uh your, your food of choice and do you cook on your own or are you usually one who eats out yeah, I try and cook. I try and cook. I've got, I'm, I'm an okay cook, but I am not very versatile in what I make. Um, I've got maybe four or five dishes that I do well and I stick with them. I rotate them and I'm probably eating the same sort of meals every two or three days. So it's, yeah, it's pretty funny. But then when I go out, I like Mexican. Mexican. Um, that's a lot better, obviously, with America being closer to Mexico, it's a lot better here than in Australia. So I definitely make the most of that while I'm here. I talked with one of your teammates um, in one of our other prospect uh, podcasts, uh, Colby White, and he said he loves chatting with you. He said he's not quite sure if it's because there aren't any Australians in southern Mississippi, but it seems <laughs> like the two of you click. Well, what can you tell me about him and how would you describe yourself as a teammate? Yeah. Uh, me and Colby get along really well. Um, we spent obviously some time at three different levels this year together. And uh, yeah, it's funny, you know, he's so fascinated by my accent, my way of life. And, and that's the exact same with me. I find it so funny how he talks. He's got the deep Southern accent. He says funny things. His way of life is totally different. So we definitely, you know, probably spend 10 minutes every day uh, going back and forth about the differences between our two lifestyles and uh yeah no we get along really well and uh yeah as a teammate you know I try and I try and get to know everyone um obviously I'm um, obviously everyone finds some sort of interest in the whole Australia and how far away from home I am so that makes it easy for a conversation starter but yeah I, I think I do a pretty good job of getting to know everyone on the team and you know hanging out with different people so and as you work out in Nashville, Curtis, what types of things, what's your schedule like normally? How, how uh, frequently or, or how, how extensively are you working out? And what, are you trying to add weight, keep weight the same? What's kind of the plan there? Yeah, I think 
as of right now, I'm probably trying to gradually gain a little weight and a bit of size, but obviously most of that being muscle. Um, so, yeah, but no, in the mornings, I usually wake up about eight, get myself something to eat, and then I head over to my agency where I, I start working out. Right now, I'm just lifting, and that's from 9 to 11 roughly, and then I'll, uh, I'll either go home, make myself some food, or I'll be out in the golf course probably a couple times a week. Uh, playing some golf but yeah apart from that I'm just uh, and then obviously that's Monday through Friday and then the weekends you know I went to my first Titans game the other week um, I'm going to go to a Predators game soon I'm just trying to culture myself with the area and get to know it a little bit um, we've been downtown too Broadway that's been a ton of fun so yeah the weekend's more just about exploring and uh, hanging out with some guys from the agency and their partners so yeah it's been a ton of fun so far. Have you gotten to appreciate country music at all since you're in the capital of the, the, the free world in terms of that? Yeah, I have. You know, probably end of 2019, start of 2020, I started actually to like it. So it's been cool. We've been to the Country Music Hall of Fame here. And uh, yeah, we've been to a, a couple shows. So yeah, it's been a ton of fun. You know, I really enjoy it. So. We'll continue to enjoy your off season. We're excited of, of what you've accomplished so far and what's to come. And we appreciate some time in our latest podcast. Yeah, no worries, Neil. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, it's great to chat with Curtis Mead. And joining us now is someone who has worked with him a lot on the field, and that's Warner Rinconis. Warner, tell me this. What makes Curtis Mead a special hitter? Oh, Curtis, uh, I think he has a few things that really you like when you see him hitting. This is a consistent approach. He has a really consistent approach. It's simple. And uh, he's, uh, he has an ability to, to, to hit the ball hard. I mean, the, the ability to, have, to get the barrel to the ball is one thing that he has that you don't see in many, many hitters. And uh, he has a good ability to hit extra bases. Uh, he's uh, keeps, a, keeps a, a simple approach, but he's pretty consistent. So I think that is one thing that I, I like on him and uh, makes everything easy for him to, to make adjustments uh, everywhere he goes. How special was his season the year he had this year? Oh, yeah, it was a really good special season. He, he was a kid that was successful at every level he played. He, he started in low A, he went to high A, and then he, he was for a little bit in triple A. And he, he was successful at every level. He faced different type of pitchers, and he was uh, really consistent. So... And then at the end of the year, I had him in uh, Arizona Fall League where you, you, he was facing some of the best arms in the minor leagues, and he did the same job. So the kid was really consistent all year round. So he, he showed, uh, he proved that he, he can hit. 
I'm guessing being with him in the fall league, that has to give him a lot of confidence to do that well there against the better prospects. Yes, yes, definitely. And uh, he's a really confident hitter. So he, wherever he goes, he, he, he knows that he can hit and he feels that he will show you that he feels really confident where, where he's facing any pitcher. You've told me a lot of things about him as a hitter, but to you, what is most impressive? What's the most impressive part of his game as a hitter? Uh, I would say he, he's really mature for his age, and uh, he works with a good purpose. He knows what he wants, and he, he takes uh, everything every day to get better. I think uh, his work ethic is really good. Uh, I remember in the fourth league, we were working and uh, he was playing four, four times a week. And the, the days that he wasn't playing was, I mean, were the days that he was working more or taking more reps. So at some point I asked him, hey, what are, why are you taking so many reps? That is a good thing that I like it. And he said, no, Warner, I, I'm trying to, to be one of the best in the game. And I say, wow, keep that mentality because that's going to help you to, to get whatever you want to get to. And yeah, he's a confident hitter. Like I said, his confidence, you can see it. Even when he's walking, when he's talking, you see that he's pretty confident. So those are good things to have as a hitter. His work ethic, his confidence, and he's really mature. So That story in the Arizona Fall League is a great one. Do you have any other really good stories about him from this year you want to share? Yes, I remember when uh, during the season he was hitting a lot of doubles, uh, and uh, everybody was impressed about the way how he was consistent. And I remember one day he he had two doubles. He he hit two doubles going to the opposite side of the field, and he said he was in the dugout and he said, "Hey Warner, now they're they're gonna try to come in on me. They're gonna try to throw fastballs in on me, and I'm gonna be ready for that one. Believe me, I'm gonna cross one of those. And then he did exactly what he did, what he said. The, the guy came in and hit a homer full side, and he came to the play. He told me, I mean, he came to the guy. He told me, hey, Warner, what I told you. I said, oh man, yeah, that was impressive. And uh, I remember that a month after he left from the league where he was with us, he was leading the league in doubles for almost a month after he left. He had like 21, I think. And yeah, that was say, wow, he left a month ago and he's still leading the league in doubles. So the kid put really good numbers up there. Well, obviously those are some really good stories. Where do you think he can improve the most uh, from now to hopefully the time he gets to the big leagues? Uh, he's been getting better on his play discipline. I think that is one of the things that he is going to improve even more with experience uh, over the next years before he gets to the big leagues. Yeah, uh, the play discipline, I think, is one of the things that he can improve a little more. And uh, I think hitting for power. He, he's been hitting some homers, but I think there is more in the tank. I think he can be a guy that hit for power consistently. So... I think that those are two things that he he will improve a little more, and he he's been working for that. What you've told us what he's like to talk to you, but what is he like as a teammate with with the other players? What do you see? Oh, he's a good teammate. 
he's one of the kids that like to talk and uh, he, he gets along with all the guys really good. He's always trying to help them when he's in the, after he takes an at bat, he's trying to help him to tell him, Hey, you need to do this, be ready for that pitch or, or things like that. And uh, he, he shows some leadership in the dugout and uh, the players like to be around him. It, any place he goes, the players like to be around him. He's always talking about uh, about the game, about hitting defense, uh, but they, they, they like him. It, tell me, he works really hard. You've told me that, but how good is he at listening to coaches like you about ideas you may have to help him get even better? He does a good job. Like I said, he likes to talk about hitting, and as a coach, we need to be prepared because he's going to come with a question every day about different things. It's not something that you say, he asked me about this yesterday, but the next day he's bringing something else. He's always asking and, uh, and looking for some, some more information. He likes to be ready for, for the games. So he takes the reps and mentally he, he likes to be ready as well with all the information about the pitchers, about the tendencies, about what he needs to look for. So he's, he's a kid that, listens and asks a lot of questions because, uh, yeah, he wants to get better. Is he someone who studies a lot of video? He likes to watch videos sometimes, but not really. And uh, he does it more when he's not doing well. And uh, I don't know if it was that's one of the things that this year he was so consistent that he didn't <laughs> need to be watching videos. But, yeah, once in a while we, we showed him some videos, but not because he asked for it. How good can he be? He has the ability to do damage and uh, impacting the ball. When you see him hitting, but in practice, let's say you 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 like to to see who is hitting. Sometimes you're talking around the, the cage, and when he's hitting, you you can hear the sound, and it's different. And uh, he he'll be the player that can do damage in the, in the middle of the lineup. And uh, I think he can be a guy that hit. Uh, 40-plus doubles and 20-plus homers in the big leagues in a, in a full season. I think that he, he can be that kid. We've talked a lot about his hitting, um, but obviously the Rays value defense. How, what's his best position defensively right now? He's been playing mostly third base, and uh, he's been improving at third base, but also he's been playing some first base. And... Uh, I, I I like him in first base. I, I see him, and I don't know if he's uh, he's more a little more uh, relaxed when he's playing first base. But uh, but he has the the ability to play at third base or first base. So I think either either position he he has a chance to to be a good player. But you think maybe first base may be his best spot eventually. Uh, yeah, I can. I think he can play both, but um, first base being a, a position that you need to to not be. Uh, I'll say it's less to think about when you're on first base than a third base, and uh, I, I seem really relaxed when he's playing first base. And I think he has a chance to, to be a good first baseman, yes. Well, it sounds like the Rays fans have reason to be very excited about Curtis Mead, yes? Yes, yes. Uh, he, 
he's been bringing attention from every everybody because uh, everywhere he's going, he's he's doing a really good job. And uh, if you get around him, you 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 will see that he likes to talk and uh, any any theme that you want to talk about, he he's able to do it. So he's a kid that can play the game well. He's really focused on on getting to the big leagues and being one of the best in the game. And yeah, the fans really like him. Well, Warner, great stuff. We appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for being with us. No, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity. It's it's fun to to talk about guys that are good players and uh, you have the opportunity to be around them. It's, it's an exciting experience because in the future we will see them showing those results of all the work that they've been putting in. And this kid is one of the kids that really knows what he wants. Thanks to Warner Rinconas for joining us from the race minor league coaching staff. And also obviously for Curtis Mead. Great to learn so much about his journey as well as what makes him tick. Thanks so much for being with us. Stay tuned for future podcasts like these, and we will chat with you soon.